to Civil War Talk Radio with host Jerry Prokopovich. Our program covers all aspects of Civil War history, from the battlefields to the home fronts, and features guest experts, plus insight from your host as they discuss the most critical period in American history. Now, here is your host, Jerry Prokopovich. This is, <clears throat> this is Jerry Prokopovich with Civil War Talk Radio. Abraham Lincoln's first inaugural address, delivered at a time of unprecedented political division, concluded with these words, We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the Union when again touched as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. Those words inspired our guest tonight, musician Brian McCarthy, to compose the jazz project The Better Angels of Our Nature. We'll hear from it and from its composer tonight on Civil War Talk Radio. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Civil War Talk Radio. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to prokopovichg at ecu dot edu. That's P-R-O-K-O-P-O-W-I-C-Z-G at ecu dot edu. Now, back to Civil War Talk Radio. And welcome to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich. Coming to you from our traditional home tonight on the third floor of the Brewster Building on the campus of East Carolina University, but not speaking for the university or the university studies degree program or anything else on campus, just myself. My guests will do the same as we always do here on Civil War Talk Radio. It is the second to last show of the 2017 spring season as we wind down. It's a quiet day on campus. The only thing going on academically that I'm involved in these days is finding a new director for the University Studies program, which I got to do as interim for the last few months, and we had our first interview today. Uh, The person did a good job with one exception during the presentation, at one point referred to Eastern Carolina University 
and I just saw all the heads in the room like, no, no, that's that's not who we are. Don't don't make that mistake. We're East Carolina University. But hopefully that that was not that that one blunder was lost in the, uh, uh, the good content that followed. Well, last week I pointed out uh, that it was, I, I talked about the tour of Civil War battlefield sites uh, put on by Stephen Ambrose, historical tours, the one called This Hallowed Ground. I'm still aglow from it, uh, two weeks into it now. I've been reading John Hennessy's book uh, on Second Manassas that I'd looked at earlier. We talked about it on the show a few years ago, but looking at it now with a new appreciation, having walked the battlefield more closely this year than ever before, and had an interchange with a guest by, uh, with a listener by email this past week who expressed an interest in going next year on the trip, but, you know, paying for the kids' college and, and work obligations. Uh, I can certainly relate to all that, but my advice is uh, no one ever wants their tombstone inscribed, wish I'd spent more time at the office. Uh, I use that as my mantra when doing all kinds of irresponsible things when I should be here in the Brewster building uh, to justify doing other things. And I recommend you do the same and and start saving now and, and leave everything else behind. Come with us next spring when we go back to this hallowed ground. It's really good. Speaking of paying for the kids' college, I would also note that my younger daughter is home from her spring term abroad studying, I'm not sure that's quite the right verb, uh, at uh, King's College London. She was flying home on Saturday, the same day that we learned of a terror attack taking place in London in the very neighborhood where she had lived the last several months. And we knew she was already on the plane, we knew she was safe, but still it was unimaginable to think, what if you worried about your child being in danger? And it made me think of the the parents from 1861 to 1865. Whenever I think of, what if I were alive in that era, I imagine myself as the thin, dark-haired, 20-something carrying a musket or perhaps a, a neatly bearded officer on a horse. But if I were the age I am now, late 50s, I'd be a parent at home worried about the the son at the front the whole four years. What an unimaginably, unthinkably hard role that must have been uh, to play. Uh, so fortunately, Maria's home safely, uh, and my heart goes out to all those who, who were not safe and, and all of their loved ones and that and any other similar incident. Moving back to less grim things uh the show continues here we have one more show this semester next week timothy b smith will be here a return guest to the show his new book is grant invades tennessee the 1862 battles for forts henry and donaldson and then we'll take the traditional summer hiatus you can still encounter me if you're desperate to hear the sound of my voice uh june 19th in augusta georgia i'll be speaking to the civil war roundtable there i've heard many good things about the group in augusta candace shy hooper who was on the show last year was their guest recently and she told me it was it was great on june 22nd i'll be speaking to the rocky mount north carolina civil war roundtable so a couple live appearances coming up and then we'll be back in the fall 
You can find out, as always, what's going on by going to www.impedimentsofwar.org, the Civil War Talk Radio website, or the Impediments of War Facebook page. That will also get you there. Just to whet the appetite over the summer, uh, here are the first few shows of the fall season. We'll start out on August 30th with Stephen Sodergren and his very new book, The Army of the Potomac in the Overland and Petersburg Campaigns, Union Soldiers in Trench Warfare, 1864-65. I'm very much looking forward to reading that. On September 6th, Gary Cross will be with us. He was supposed to be with us earlier this season, had an accident, couldn't do so. He's a licensed battlefield guide at Gettysburg. On the 13th, Mark Knoll, Mark A. Knoll, uh, author of The Civil War as a Theological Crisis, uh, will be with us. He is a uh, professor of, uh, I don't have his title in front of me, I want to say religious studies, but we'll find out exactly. Uh, he has been recommended by several listeners, and I'm, it's a book I've, I've wanted to read for a long time and looking forward to that. And on September 20, Nancy W. Gudmestad, who is the director of the Shriver House Museum uh, in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, will be our guest. She's an excellent presenter. You'll hear the story of the Shriver family during the Battle of Gettysburg, during and after. And hopefully you'll visit uh, that museum next time you're in that town. <clears throat> well, you can find out about those things, as I said, from the website. You can... Uh, buy your books through the link to Amazon on the website that sends a few pennies our way. You can just send dollars our way by going to the PayPal donation button on the website, click on that, uh, contribute. Uh, you can sign up to do a recurring contribution of $2 or $5 or whatever. All of it is welcome. Help support the book habit here at Civil War Talk Radio. I was very impressed how few dollars, three digits, but not four, uh, I spent on books while traveling through this hallowed ground this past uh, season. It's it's irresistible when you go to all the museum stores and uh, bookstores uh, near the battlefields. So, uh, uh, but if you do contribute to Civil War Talk Radio, it's not tax deductible. No legal obligation, uh, no no legal ability to deduct it. Don't Don't try it. Don't say I told you you could do it because you can't. Well, this week we have, uh, for the first time, I think since Bobby Horton was on the show many years ago, a musical theme. Our guest is a saxophonist, composer, educator, lives in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, is a faculty member at the University of Vermont, an active teacher and performer of jazz at many levels, and the composer of a uh, newly available, either available now or very soon to be available composition called The Better Angels of Our Nature, uh, inspired by the words of Abraham Lincoln, as you heard in the introduction. Uh, his name is Brian McCarthy, and we'll talk to him tonight. Brian, are you there? I am. Thanks for having me on the show. Welcome. Um, is is Brian okay? Is BMAC appropriate? I <laughs> uh, uh, what, what do you go by? Um, e- either or is totally fine with me. B- <laughs> BMAC is a is an old uh, my old nickname, well, you know, current nickname that uh, I got when I first went to uh, to college. Uh, one of my one of my professors just started calling me. You know, it's very easy, Brian McCarthy. You just take the 
first digit of that and put it onto the last part of the you know, first part of the last name, and boom, you got a nickname. Oh, that that works well. That I since I don't want my college nickname being used, uh, will <laughs> which I will not divulge. We'll we'll just go with Brian. You can call That's me totally, Jerry. Totally, uh, Jerry. So uh, let me start with the the beginning obvious question. What brought you to this topic as a, a source of inspiration for uh, for a composition? You know, it, it's kind of funny. It's you know when I think back to it now. It, it's kind of like it was staring me in the face for many, many years, and I just didn't, you know, kind of make that connection. Um, I, you know, one of the, uh, the very first place I start when I teach jazz history, the very first two, uh, two or three classes start off in this era. They start off in, the, the, in and around the Civil War era. Um, you know, to set the stage of the things that are going to come throughout jazz history. You know, and, and a lot of um, African American studies classes, especially here, you know, here uh, in America, can start in that era. So this isn't the only thing that uh, that can start in that place. But since I'm a, in the in the field of jazz studies, you know, jazz musician, and um, so it kind of just hit me one day when I when I had an opportunity to create a large scale project when I, I received a grant from the Vermont Arts Council and uh, I needed to kind of choose a topic of what I was going to do. And I just, you know, I, I went through about three or four different ideas. None that really, it, it's the kind of idea when you, you say it out loud, you're like, no, that's, that's really not a good idea. We should move on from that. And uh, something that I just, you know, kind of, help settle my mind is is going into Civil War history and just learning more and more about that end of the history. And the the, uh, the the famous Lincoln speech was sort of playing in my head because it's just that last paragraph is so powerful. It was playing in my head. And it really, that last line, the better angels of our nature, really struck me as, as having a strong connection with jazz music. So it, it kind of formed out of that. Well, let's listen to the beginning of this composition. It's a series of, uh, I think it's six different, uh, six or seven with bonus, no more than that actually, uh, a number of, of pieces. Uh, the first one, uh, titled The Bonnie Blue Flag, uh, obviously takes its inspiration from that traditional piece. Let's listen to what it sounds like the first few minutes of it, then we can talk more about it. Sure.
when I hear that, and I'm here going to exhaust my knowledge of jazz music quite rapidly, <laughs> uh, but the piece that, that springs to mind for someone who only listens to some of the better-known pieces uh, was my favorite things. Uh, mm-hmm. John Coltrane, going back to the early 1960s, uh, the melody is is clear. Anyone who knows the Bonnie Blue Flag immediately recognizes it. Uh, it it's optimistic and, and sunny and, and confident and uh, just starts the, the, the whole piece off with something that the people nod their head and go, I, I know that. Uh, where, let me leave that thought on the table for a moment mm-hmm. uh, as we go to come to our first break here. Sure. But, when we come back, I want to ask about your your musical influences and in, both in choosing that piece and and what styles you know what your influences were particularly as you composed this. Sure. So we'll ask those questions in just a moment when we come back with Brian McCarthy, composer of the Better Angels of Our Nature. I'm Jerry Prokopovich. This is Civil War Talk Radio. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Civil War Talk Radio. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to prokopovichg at ecu dot edu. That's p-r-o-k-o-p-o-w-i-c-z-g at ecu dot edu. Now, back to Civil War Talk Radio. And welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich, talking tonight with Brian McCarthy, composer of the Better Angels of Our Nature. It's a suite of jazz pieces. We heard uh, a snippet of the opening piece, The Bonnie Blue Flag. The original composition goes back to 1861. And uh, Brian, what, what, tell me a bit about your, your musical thinking behind this piece. 
Yeah, I, I liked how you said that it's, you know, it's kind of instantly recognizable. I mean, you hear that melody right off the bat and it's very, very clear. That was that was something that I wanted to do with, you know, the majority of this project, you know, because there are so many Civil War popular songs of the Civil War era. I didn't want to cover that aspect of, you know, kind of like hide it within the piece. I, I wanted them to be very, you know, like instantaneously recognizable because um, I've discovered in, in, you know, through the years of performing and writing and arranging that that's something that really brings an audience in when they have something to hold on to that they go, hey, you know, I know something that's going on at, at right now. And then that allows me as a, as a composer and an arranger to take that, um, you know, now that the the listener is kind of strapped in and along for the ride, now I can take them along a new and adventurous ride in that particular way. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that I, I bring that aspect of like, here, listener, you can come to this music that's going to be very adventurous, but at the same time, you're going to be able to be there the whole time for it. Yeah, that that accessibility really was, was very inviting to, to start the album. Uh, what about... You perform this live. What kind of reaction do you get when you do that? Wow, you know, we we got um more than more than we bargained for actually because we premiered this project almost two years, you know, a year and a half, almost two years ago at this point, <laughs> um, and it was really just meant to be a sort of in between project for me. Like I had done a, a small group album before that. And was planning on doing another, uh, I was in the process of doing another quartet small group album. And this was just sort of like to bide the time. Mm-hmm. And and we had the opportunity to uh, premiere it here in Burlington, Vermont at the Flint Center for Performing Arts. And it started off as like, well, let's do one night. Well, okay, well, actually, this seems pretty good. Let's do two nights. Okay, let's do two nights and have a student matinee with it as, as well. So it kind of like grew from there. And then the and the first the opening night that we did the reaction from the crowd was more than I expected. Um, you know, it was it was emotional. It was real. Like people had a an experience through the evening that I just uh, I was kind of surprised, pleasantly surprised at. And you know, people coming up to me afterwards. Oh, where's the? Is there an album of this? Can we? Where can I buy it? I would pay you right now so much money for an album. I was like, <laughs> you know, it's a, geez, I, I, I didn't really, you know, recording large groups is expensive. So I, you know, it was never on the table at that point. And then. So, you know, a few months went by and people just kept emailing me and seeing me on the street. Hey, are you going to do an album? Is that ever going to become an album? And I said, fine, listen, I'll, I'll put up a Kickstarter and give people a chance to, you know, try to fund this so we can maybe make it. But I doubt that'll ever happen. So, you know, I, that's what I did. I put it up on, on Kickstarter and then, <laughs> and then surprise, surprise, it got funded. Now I needed to make the album. You know, we're, we're here now because of that. I, I was curious about the funding model that as academic publishing is going to all kinds of, of crisis mode, trying to find mm-hmm. ways to uh, publish books, not so much in the Civil War era, because uh, there are people like uh, all of us listening tonight who will buy the books, but mm-hmm. in many eras, uh, it, it's harder to find that. And the idea of, of funding things in advance through Kickstarter or GoFundMe or other uh, online models where people put their money up up front, and then if you get enough pledges, uh, you go ahead and do it. So that that's uh, it's interesting to see how this came about. Is is the uh, is the piece finished and available at this point? 
It is, um, you know, at this point, it's basically, it, it is available. It's, uh, the pre-orders are up on my website. Um, they're also up on the record labels website as well, uh, iTunes. Uh, you can pre-order it on iTunes. Uh, it, it is available. It's officially coming out next Tuesday, uh, June thirteenth. Okay, um, so we're we're right. Yeah, there. we're in the we're in the Goldilocks zone of like it's available at this point. Excellent. Um, I'm going to ask you about the, the research behind this. You mentioned uh, you know doing some research, and obviously you've chosen historical uh, pieces uh, along with a mix of original pieces. Uh, where where did you Talk about the research process for this project. Uh, a lot of the research, you know, especially with the the musical end of things, it's cool mm-hmm. to see that the Library of Congress has some great online resources uh, where they've got the original public. You know, I went back to try to find um, the original publishing as early as I could get with these songs, and you know, they're uh, they're all up there on the Library of Congress website. So it was it was really cool to see those original publishing things with the, you know all the music all the music theories there the chords the melodies uh, the kind of descriptions of how the tune should be played um, so it was great to go back and see you know pieces written 150 you know give or take uh, years ago and to try to bring elements of that you know not completely disregard that end of things, uh, you know, trying to bring that into to what my vision of those things were. And then going beyond that, finding, you know, let me learn a little bit more about Harry McCarthy or uh, John Hewitt, you know, the, the composers of these songs and, and get inside of their lives and, and trace them down as best I could. Um, so in, in, in each path kind of unraveled more and more information, which kind of led to uh, the evolution of each individual piece it just became more and more so some pieces have you know a well-known backstory like the battle hymn of the republic uh which which you do a version of here but i want to ask you uh, also about the original compositions and uh for that let's look at the title piece the better angels of our nature this one Uh, In your liner notes, you point out it's clearly based on uh, Abraham Lincoln's first inaugural address. Mm. Uh, You you have it divided into uh, three different sections, each representing a different aspect of Lincoln's uh, persona. The first one, we hear Lincoln uh, making a legal argument, Lincoln the lawyer. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to a little bit of that and then come back and talk about it. Uh, sure. The Better Angels of Our Nature.
in that opening section there between the you have the statement of the theme and then it comes back again and then we had the the trumpet solo and, and harking back again to 60s jazz vince grimaldi mm-hmm. um i'm thinking of the charlie brown shows where the the teacher's voice was a, a muted trumpet exactly and so when i listen to this i mean this is a much more serious version but uh i i see lincoln speaking as as the the solo trumpet solo is going is, is that are, are we literally hearing his arguments through that instrument as you conceive it I mean, you know, in some ways, it's it's more because the beautiful thing about music, especially jazz music, is that it really is an abstract language. It's not like a language. It actually is a language and, and a way of um, speaking and communicating. Um, the the arguments are kind of more in in the melody statements themselves. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the clever legal arguments that he has in there. But um, you know, I always I like the I like starting off that um, that piece, the solo section, the improvisation, where the individual artist gets to you know stand up and make their statement. And this particular case, Bill Mobley uh, does a wonderful job of kind of taking the role of Lincoln, the lawyer, and, and the clever way in which he improvises. You know, the the way I kind of envisioned it, you know, Lincoln is standing on uh, on the steps in Washington in front of a, a huge crowd. And this is, you know, before the days of amplification, you know, we didn't have, they didn't have microphones to speak into. So this crowd has to kind of be very silent in listening to Lincoln talk, you know, so it, it kind of boils down into just the bass and the trumpet playing at that point. You know, that was another influence on that section. That, that, that's a great image of the, the audience leaning forward that if, if you want to hear what yeah. the man is saying, you've got to pay attention. Absolutely. And, and and that uh, that works there. Now the middle section of this piece, you portray Lincoln as the president, and here we have um, it, it. It builds to uh, again using your liner notes, a, a bombastic, chaotic uh, feel at one point, and then we blend into the third section, uh, Lincoln. Lincoln's closing the words that inspired this piece. So, what I'd like to like us to do is listen now to the the conclusion of Lincoln as the president, uh, followed mm-hmm. by Lincoln, uh, the person delivering the, the the words that end with the better angels of our nature. So, let's listen to that section. Sure.
So we hear there at the conclusion of Lincoln's first inaugural, the title piece of the uh, jazz suite, The Better Angels of Our Nature, uh, Lincoln invoking those those better angels. Mm. How, how much of that is improvised? How much of that is, is your direct composition in, in that part of that piece? The the last part is totally com- uh, composition. Uh, there's actually mm-hmm. no improvisation for that last part. Um, it's just ensemble playing of you know kind of what I what I try to capture in the idea of the spirit of that last paragraph. You know the beauty of it and the human quality of it. You know the human aspect of it. You know that that drone that kind of uh, from the piano that just keeps the pulse going. That sort of like almost heartbeat uh, of a human going, and then the changing feel around that sort of pulse that takes place with the melody that's in there. You know the conflicts that are within human beings, the the lightness, the brightness, and the darkness that's there, and you know trying to make your way to that um, that better angel that exists within all of us. Uh, it's it's a a moving piece. I would say I've certainly enjoyed listening to this. <laughs> Uh, a number of times since I, I think we first corresponded uh, a year ago when you were working on this, and it's been very interesting to uh, to be able to hear it uh, as it's developed. What uh, what parts do you play in in the band? Uh, I play alto and soprano saxophone in the group, and and obviously the you know in this particular case all the composition and arranging is is done by me um so it's it's kind of wearing many hats of of being a player and a soloist and a you know conductor and a leader all at the same time it it's it's a lot of parts to to juggle uh in it. it it's almost at the point you know it's kind of one of those things of um, you know, like, oh, God, maybe I should get someone else to, to play alto and soprano, and then I can just sit back and conduct it, because that's enough work in itself. Uh, so, uh, you know, but, um, but we make it all work, which is great. Well, the question I want to ask about the musicians involved is, is how, how they bought into the project, or what they understood what you were uh, accomplishing here, and, and, and and how you know did were some of them just you know I don't like history it's boring or were others uh, enthusiastic about it so we'll hold that question in suspense we'll take another short break and come back and talk more with our guest tonight Brian McCarthy the composer of the Better Angels of Our Nature I'm Jerry Prokopovich and this is Civil War Talk Radio. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Civil War Talk Radio. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to prokopovichg at ecu.edu. That's P-R-O-K-O-P-O-W-I-C-Z-G at E-C-U dot E-D-U. Now, back to Civil War Talk Radio. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich, talking with Brian McCarthy, composer of The Better Angels of Our Nature. We've heard a few excerpts from this uh, suite of jazz pieces inspired by... uh, uh, Civil War era compositions or Civil War era uh, uh, speeches, in the case of the the title, that of course comes from Lincoln's first inaugural. And Brian, I asked you at the end of our last segment, uh, as you were performing, recording this with, with uh, uh, a group of excellent musicians, obviously, how how did they respond? Did they did they get what you were doing here? You know, I it's it's one of those things of when there's a a new piece, you know, like all of these for all intents and purposes, all of these songs, even the the arrangements um are so reinventive. They're all essentially new pieces in a lot of ways. Um so the first time we all really heard them was in the first rehearsal a few days before the premiere. Um, you know, so it's one of those moments of, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, gosh, I really hope I did a good job here. Um, you know, because my my friends, I mean, they're they're my musical comrades, my musical brothers. I mean, they would, you know, follow me into a good idea or a bad idea. But they trust the fact that I'm, you know, usually making them go into good ideas here. But I, I don't think, um, again, like when I originally did this project, it was just, just sort of an in-between you know, sort of thing to keep me occupied. And the musicians in the band, who I mean, I, I just have so much love and respect for all of them. Um, they were probably the first, they probably knew before I knew that there was more to this project. And and they were the ones that by the end of our, uh, our premiere, the second night of our premiere, they were going, hey, um, it's too bad we weren't going into a studio right now to record this or like, you know, if you want to keep this project going, please call me. Um, I really want to continue being a part of this thing. I'm going, oh, wow. I, damn, man, these guys are these guys are really kind of into this. Uh, maybe maybe there's something more here. Oh, yeah. So be, before we go any further, uh, let's say again, where can listeners get a copy of this? Uh, people can pick this up. Um, you can pre-order right now from uh, directly from my website, um, brianmccarthyjazz.com. Uh, you can uh, pick it up from truthrevolutionrecords.com. Uh, uh, it's uh, available to pre-order on iTunes. It's available to pre-order on Bandcamp. Uh, so those are the, the, the main places that you can pick them up. Okay. Now, no Civil War music 
discussion uh, can exclude the, the song Dixie. <laughs> I was recently leading uh, a tour of Civil War battlefields. We had a presenter uh, talking to us about the home front, and she sang the song for us, explaining first that the lyrics are not the least bit political. They're about a, a gal who takes up with the wrong guy and, and suffers for it. They have nothing to do with anything political. And, of course, Lincoln himself requested, after Lee surrendered at Appomattox and, and he was being uh, serenaded by a, a band, he requested that the band outside the White House play Dixie, as it was now property of all Americans once again. Mm. But it has become very political in the 20th century and into the 21st century, as, as acquired new meanings and new political overtones. So... Uh, you didn't shy away from uh, including this piece, and uh, let's listen to the, the opening of uh, your version of I Wish I Was in Dixie's Land. with uh, a piano almost unrelated bit reminds me of uh, the temptations can't get next mm -hmm. to you starting with that mm -hmm. great piano bit and then suddenly the band kicks in and, and mm -hmm. plays the actual song um, what what were you doing stylistically here with this this piece in the beginning there's definitely you know the a lot of the inspiration in, in that mindset 
comes from, you know, you're talking about the civil rights statements of the 1950s and the 1960s by, you know, people like Charlie Mingus and, and Ornette Coleman and, and the idea of responding to particular events um, and people uh, of that era in, in a way. Um, and even kind of going back to that, uh, you know, I even mentioned in the liner notes of uh, Frederick Douglass and his quote of, you know, to, to agitate, agitate, agitate. Um, and, and taking that spirit and trying to boil it into a piece that is um, that has a, a lot to unpack within it, you know, because like you said, there there there's a side that sees this piece, um, you know, in one particular way. And then there are other people that see it in a, in a very different way. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned like back in the era that it uh, originated in a lot of, you know, even Lincoln requests to, to have the song mm-hmm. played. And now it belongs to the, to the country again. Um, you know, it's, um, it's interesting to see how symbols can change over time. And how they can mean very different uh, different things to different people, and you know, it, it makes um, it makes for a challenging sort of topic to to discuss musically and, and even in just regular discussion. And it was a it was a piece that you know it took me a couple of days to decide to go forward with. It. You know, is this something that I'm actually going to make a part of the overall works of this? And, and honestly, the 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 project kind of wants to go to this point to have to create discussion about such things and then trying to to boil that uh, that history of beauty and darkness into a piece like this and you know that's that's kind of what i'm trying to do there well you can hear as the piece develops uh from that opening again recognizable uh quotation of the the original theme of dixie it becomes more uh uh, the, the first time I heard it, I, I, I pictured the progress of the war becoming more desolate, the countryside becoming more desolate, more uh, uh, more conflict arising. But let's listen to one more segment from the same piece as the uh, uh, contrasting with what we just heard as, as the theme of Dixie develops. So we'll hear another piece of that right now.
So at the beginning of the, the piece, uh, the section we just heard, if, if Bonnie Blue Flag reminded me of uh, my favorite things, this was much more like uh, a love supreme, mm-hmm. uh, much, much bigger statement, uh, much more cosmic. And then it, it evolves into a very uh, bouncy, uh, uh, melodic section. I'm curious what... Uh, uh, well, I'll, here's a spoiler alert for those who haven't <laughs> heard it yet. It ends up uh, uh, with an, the last chord does not resolve. Uh, uh, it doesn't end up the way you think it's going to end up, uh, leaving the listener in, in some suspense almost. Uh but talk about where where you were going with the end of this piece. You know, it's that's the the beautiful thing about jazz is that it, it can go from uh, these you know just sort of spiritual beyond the human uh, body sort of experience, screaming out to uh, to <laughs> to the depths of space in, in a lot of ways, <laughs> and um, and then it can kind of get going and really deal with. The material. I mean, that's you know, that's the beautiful thing about jazz is that jazz is a is a language, is an art form that can deal with so with all the extremes of of life, um, the good and the bad and everything in between. And you know, and, and yeah, and it starts to it starts to get going, and you kind of feel a little more, um, you know, hopeful throughout everything. And that's when you when you get inside of things like uh, you know the blues when you when you talk mm-hmm. about. You know the DNA of what makes up jazz. The blues is very much a part of that, and and the blues is something that really deals with life. And and like I said, all those um, the things about life is, is that there's darkness in there, but that darkness is kind of it's it's a part of shaping what life is like. And so when things cut loose and become a little bit more hopeful, they feel that much better because of the experience that it's gone through and it just evolves and evolves and evolves. Um, kind of getting to the end of this piece, you know, giving you that last little amen at the at the very end of the piece. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's it is it, it, like like any good piece of music, it repays listening multiple times. And I've had the opportunity to do that and really enjoyed listening to it. Um, do you have a favorite piece among the, the suite? We just have time for a few more seconds, but I, I can't resist asking that. Um, you know, I, I I kind of, I don't know, it's, it's tough for me to pick a, an absolute favorite. A lot of people, uh, Shiloh, I think for me, a lot of my own personality probably went into that particular piece. Um, it's one of the original ones. And so I, I might... I might say that Shiloh is one of the one of the prouder pieces that I have in there. Well, it is. Uh, they are all interesting uh, listeners. You'll want to listen to the Better Angels of Our Nation of Our Nature by Brian McCarthy. You can get it at Brian McCarthy Jazz, all one word. dot com. Uh, you can get it in iTunes, other sources, and uh, give it a listen. See what you think of this very different way of interpreting the, the Civil War experience. Uh, I think you'll like it. I certainly did uh, enjoy listening to it and will continue to do so. Brian, I, I wish we had more time. I wish we could play the whole piece for everybody, but mm-hmm. they'll hopefully will get to their keyboards and download it themselves. So I can only say thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And listeners, as always, thank you for listening to Civil War Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Thank you for embarking on a part of American history this week. Civil War Talk Radio with Jerry Prokopovich can be heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a good week. Thank you.